Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Partners in Health and Biz. And we are broadcasting from our Columbia, Maryland studio. I'm your host, Gail Dixon McBride. This is a fantastic, wonderful, beautiful day. And I'm telling you, this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So this morning, yes, 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 we're kicking off this show. The title of this show, Truth on Tap. Yes, it's a little twist today on what we normally may do. But you know, for this show, I'm always creating different types of topics. And you you never know what topic we're going to discuss. But this morning, Truth on Tap. Bottled water is more expensive than you think. You'll discover why tap water is usually and I do say usually the better choice so let's get right into this show this morning and um, let me tell you about what's going on glimmers of hope there are some hopeful signs on the horizon new conservation and irrigation techniques are helping reduce water waste even with existing technologies, according to Sandra Postel, she's in an industrial facilities, and she says you could save as much as 90% of your water by recycling it. Farmers could cut their usage by as much as 25%. Dry farming, an ancient technique in which farmers seal rainwater in the soil, is only one example, still used in the Mediterranean and other regions. It was widely practiced in California from the 1800s into the early 20th century. The technique is enjoying a modest revival there today with farmers who produce grapes, tomatoes, potatoes, cucumbers, melons, grains, and tree fruit. Postal notes that more than a thousand dams have been removed from rivers and streams across the United States in the last quarter, restoring the free flow of portions of these waterways and improving the lives of fish and other aquatic organisms. So what happened was in October 2015, for example, the removal of the Memorial Park Dam on Pesca. Darrow Creek in Northern California opened 62 miles of water for migrating coho salmon. And thanks to concerned action by activists and the ongoing effects of deindustrialization, America's rivers are actually cleaner than they were 30 or 40 years ago. Can you imagine? Well, Massachusetts Nashu River which ran bright red with sewage and industrial waste in the 1960s has been rendered relatively pristine by the Nashu River Watershed Association. The Credit River in suburban South County, Minnesota, was delisted from the state's registry of polluted waters after citizens and local government pulled together, creating rain gardens to capture runoff from a nearby parking lot and planting vegetation vegetation to prevent bank erosion. There's Adopt a Stream, Save Our Streams, and other groups that have been leaders in monitoring water quality and fighting pollution. And I know you're saying, I'm not going to drink that tap water because it's polluted. But during this show, you may change your mind. 
But great water related challenges remain and we can't afford to bury our heads in the increasingly dry sand. <laughs> so the more we learn, the more we'll be able to appreciate just how precious and vulnerable that simple life bestowing combination of hydrogen and oxygen has become. And the more we'll be motivated to do what we can to protect it. Because every drop counts. So listen to this. The average American household uses 69 gallons of water daily, according to the American Water Works Association. The greatest portion, about 18 gallons, goes to toilet flushing. Yes, I believe that. <laughs> and just imagine if you have a house full of folks and you have girls, because girls usually use the bathroom more than boys. So that's the toilet flushing. Then comes clothes washing. Yes, we have to have clean clothes, especially during this pandemic. We're washing clothes more than ever. Uh, 15 gallons we use uh, in clothes washing. Showering, nearly 12 gallons. Water faucets, 11 gallons, and various leaks, 9 gallons of water. And here are some ways to use less water. <laughs> Number one, toilet train. What? What are you saying? Well, a high-efficiency toilet uses 20% less water than a standard model on average. But even the most efficient toilet won't conserve water if it's leaking. And I recently had that problem after uh, a few flushes, the toilet, you could still hear it running. The water was still running, running, running. And I told my husband he needed to check into it. So he needed, what he did was he had to tighten the link inside the toilet bowl that was loose and so loose that it often came off the chain. So he tightened that, which prevented the um, toilet from running after being flushed. But even the most efficient toilet won't, won't conserve water if it's leaking, that's why. So mark the water level in the tank with a pencil when it has refilled after flushing. If the level drops after a few minutes, it's leaking. A running toilet can waste 200 gallons per day. Woo! That's a lot of water wasted. 200 gallons per day. Find good leak plugging information at www.thisoldhouse.com. And I've seen that. Um, I've seen that advertised on television. Uh, www.thisoldhouse.com. Then there's flushing itself. A single flush can use 1.6 gallons to 7 gallons of water. 1.6 gallons to 7 gallons of water. So what I'm going to do right now is make sure I turn this on my computer down. Okay, so here we go. Uh, depending on the toilet, low flow toilets need less. So get used to keeping the lid down. And when there are no lids, there, when there are no solids involved, conserve flushes. Hmm. Okay, well, you may want to consider that. Next, wash smart. 
what are, what are we going to do about that? Well, do laundry less, less often to avoid half loads. Yes, whenever I wash, I make sure I'm washing with a full load. When it's time for a new washer, go for a front load. It uses one third less water than a top load. Wow, I did not know that. <laughs> a front load washer uses one third less water than a top load. Washing machines certified by the EPA's Energy Star program conserve both water and energy. Shorten showers. How many times have we told our children, you're in the shower too long, our teenagers especially. Get out. You don't need to be in there that long. Five to ten minutes. You should be clean. Wash all the parts you need and then rinse off. <laughs> Wash everything. A ten-minute shower uses 50 gallons of water. 50 gallons of water for a 10-minute shower. A full bathtub may contain up to 70 gallons of water. Don't be afraid to shower every other day instead of daily during cooler seasons. Your body will quickly adjust and your skin's microbiome, which can get depleted by too much soap, will thank you. Did you know that? And... If you shower too often when it's not necessary, and I do say when it's not necessary, it will dry out your skin. Dry out your skin, cause wrinkles and premature aging. Have you heard of that? That's what's going to happen here. Tighten up. Fix dripping faucets by replacing the washers. A one drop per second drip can waste 2,500 gallons in a year. Yes, in a year. Wow, wow, wow. So water mindfully, what does that mean? The typical single family suburban household uses at least 30% of its overall water use for lawns and gardens, according to the EPA. You can use less water by watering at sundown or early morning. This helps water stay in the ground rather than evaporating in the sun. Experts estimate that more than 50% of landscaping water goes to waste from evaporation or runoff caused by overwatering. Hmm. So you can use less watering. You can use less by watering at sundown or early morning, and this helps water stay in the ground rather than evaporating in the sun. That's a good tip. I like all of these. So if you're enjoying, back to the bottled water topic. <laughs> if you're enjoying a glass of water right now, consider that a dinosaur drank it before you did. Oh, what in the world? This is not a metaphor. Not one of the trillions of gallons of water on Earth is new. All of it has been here as long as the planet itself. Water circulates endlessly through the hydraulic cycle, evaporating from the ocean surface, condensing to form clouds, falling down as rain and snow, and rising up through springs and aquafilters and aquifers. Less than 3% of this water is fresh. And guess what? The rest is salty. 
and the water we have now is all we're ever going to get can you imagine that the very thought of limits on fresh water can make a person thirsty <laughs> i'm telling you which makes sense the human body is about 60 percent water and we can't survive longer than three days without drinking it what's more we can't just lean down and lap water from a puddle next to the curb like dogs or birds largely because we don't have the bacteria in our guts that help us digest its particular microorganisms we need water without microbes which could make us sick immediately and without chemical contaminants like uh percolate chromium-6 and methane which have all been found in groundwater sources and may make us sick eventually so here's a little story about that um, especially for people who have traveled to foreign countries or travel to foreign countries or you are planning on tra traveling to a foreign country outside of the united states well one of my friends my uh, friend and her husband traveled to Thailand to visit their son. So they traveled to Thailand and they had a really nice stay there. Uh, they were warned, you know, don't drink the water, be careful about the food um, because uh, you may become sick. You're not used to that water. It's, and uh, so sure enough, they were having such a good time. They were eating and drinking and they were just laughing with their son and they were doing all types of fun activities. Well, on the way back home, on the plane ride home, all of a sudden, things broke loose. And I do mean things broke loose. Well, they were apparently ate something or drank something, probably drank some type of some water that was contaminated or some drink that was mixed with contaminated water. They became severely ill on the plane, vomiting, diarrhea, the whole nine. And not just the husband, not just my girlfriend, but her husband as well. They both became sick. So you must be careful about uh, contaminants because there can be contaminate, contaminants in your uh, the water that you would uh, maybe come in contact with that's not tap water that's not bottled water or you don't know where it came from right well notably the majority of us or the majority I, sh I should say the majority of us in the united states have drinkable water with the simple turn of a faucet yet we often choose to avoid it anxious about increasing groundwater pollution as well as recent infrastructure disasters like the one in Flint, Michigan, and elsewhere, many of us habitually turn away from the tap and toward bottled water, which is marketed as a healthier alternative. Yes, yes, yes. But consider this. Unless we're in an emergency situation, meaning or no other water is available, the assumption that bottled water is safer or better than the tap is usually wrong. And I know, well, Gail, what are you saying? The fact is, despite Flint 
and Flint is a tragedy for a lot of reasons. More people get safe tap water today than ever before in human history, says James Solzman. And James is a professor of environmental law at UC Santa Barbara and UCLA. People take that for granted. Salzman and other public health experts suggest that the belief that bottled water will protect us from the risk of groundwater pollution and an aging water infrastructure is misguided. The conviction also comes with a high price tag, both economically and environmentally. So these experts will explain how to choose and treat our drinking water more wisely. These are the experts that I'll be sharing this information with you. So back to the source, our contemporary affection for bottled water has deep historical roots. In his book, Drinking Water, A History, Salzman writes that from earliest times, natural water sources have been linked with mystical healing and divine powers. During the Middle Ages, during the Middle Ages, Salzman explains Scots visited a well called St. Malruhubahas to be cured of insanity, while those seeking relief from toothaches visited another well on the Isle of North Uist. This was more than just quaint super, superstition. These wells probably had water high in minerals known, now known to have medicinal effects. So St. Malrabuha, for example, may have contained lithium, a mineral that is used to treat bipolar disorder. Wow, isn't this interesting? Importantly, for those in search of healing, these impurities made the magic. So there is no such thing as pure water in nature, Salzman states. All spring water starts as rain or snow, which seeps into the ground and ascends again through a spring. If it passes through limestone on its journey, it will be high in calcium and magnesium for good and for ill. Water takes on the character of its surroundings, just like the rest of us do. This is a key reason why bottled water first gained popularity as a commodity. In 19th century Europe, spa waters were legendarily healing for bathing and drinking because they tasted like the particular minerals at their origins. When savvy spa owners realized they could bottle the spa water experience and people would pay to take it home, the market for medicinal water was born. Every wealthy European <laughs> had a favorite bottled water. It tasted good. It enhanced your health. It made you look worldly. This is how Americans viewed bottled water in the 1970s when Perrier, remember the Perrier? You may, it's still on the market. We still drink it in that little green bottle pretty bottle. When Perrier mineral water arrived in the United States and became a mark of health and status on restaurant tables, still it was generally viewed as an expensive indulgence like wine. That soon changed. <laughs> That's right. By 1999, each American drank 17 gallons of bottled water each year. 
And today we each consume about 40 gallons and most comes from single serve plastic bottles. Across America, notes Salzman, people are opening about 1,500 bottles of water every second. Woo! Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so let's talk about Pandora's bottle. These days, we typically choose bottled water for reasons of convenience and health. Its contents are undoubtedly more wholesome than the neo beverages surrounding it in most vending machines. And we're talking about those sodas, yes. But the labels, many featuring mystical mountain streams, are deceptive. Uh, also, I don't know if you've heard this, and it is true, but a lot of these bottled waters are tap waters. <laughs> they are filled with tap water. Yes, yes. You know, studies have shown that these so-called bottled waters are really not from any spring, beautiful, healthy well or whatever. No, they're, they're uh, bottled water from taps. So, Pandora's box. These days, we typically choose bottled water for reasons of convenience and health. Its contents are un undoubtedly more wholesome than the neo-beverages surrounding it in most vending machines, I repeat. But the labels, many featuring mystical mountain streams, are deceptive. And why the real magic in most bottled water actually comes from marketing. Here are a few major drawbacks hidden behind that label. Expense. Number one, bottled water can cost thousands of times as much as tap water. According to Mary Grant, she's a policy analyst with the consumer walk, watchdog group Food and Water Watch. And yet most bottled water is municipal tap water. What did I just say? <laughs> Most bottled water is municipal tap water. Only about 55% of brands source their water from underground aquifers. And if they do, their products can be legally labeled spring water. But Salzman points out, did you know, that the top three brands, Aquafina, Dan Sani, and Pure Life, are all highly filtered tap water. Woo! Wow, wow, wow. Take this, take this to the bank. Let me tell you, take this to the bank. Unless there's some credible reason to suspect your tap water is unsafe, he says, I think you're wasting your money if you're buying bottled water for health reasons. Manufacturers don't mind. Salson Salzman explains in his book that the actual water in the bottle costs between 242 to, uh, to and 10,000 times less than the retail price. So that dollar and 50 you pay for a single bottle would buy 1,000 gallons of tap water in most cities. Whew, he likens this he likens it to a $10,000 sandwich. Oh my gosh, just think about this. And this was three years ago. So now you're seeing, thinking, well, I bought a bottle of water. It was like $2. And if you go to 
a, an event, an outdoor event in the summer, and you have those um, people selling you water because it's like 90 degrees, 75 to 100% humidity, and people are just desperate. They're paying $3 and $3.50 for a bottle of water. Wow. Okay. So let's move on. Waste number two. Bottled water is a resource-heavy industry. Every step of the process of getting bottled water to you creates waste and uses energy, says Grant. From the production of plastic bottles and the transportation of those bottles to their disposal at the end, it's a very energy-intensive process. To wit, Americans throw away about 60 million water bottles a day. That's around 22 billion a year. Less than a quarter of these are recycled. And when they are, recycling itself requires large amounts of water. It takes three liters or more of water to produce one liter of bottled water. And the vast majority of this water is contained in petroleum-based plastic petroleum-based plastic. The Pacific Institute estimates that about 17 million barrels of oil are used to make plastic water bottles each year. And the total energy involved in the bottled water industry is equivalent to filling each bottle about a quarter full with oil. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. Finally, there's shipping. The Natural Resources Defense Council found that bottled water imports to California alone amount to about 9,700 tons of carbon dioxide each year, as much as the population emitted annually from 1,700 cars. Can you can you imagine? Can you imagine? And third, safety. Well, thanks to marketing campaigns that emphasize nature with a capital N, bottled water seems safer than tap, says Salzman. But there's no reason to think that sometimes bottled water is cleaner than tap. Sometimes it's not. There are also contaminants that get into bottled water. And if you had a bottle of water and you tasted it, sometimes it doesn't always taste like it did before. A two... a 2008 Environmental Working Group study found 38 contaminants, including agricultural residue and traces of toxins that exceeded the legal limits for bottled water in California across 10 popular brands. And remember those brands I told you about earlier. When tap water is certifiably Uh, compromised as it was during the recent pipe corrosion catastrophe uh, in Flint or if you live near known polluters or have frequent frequent boil orders and alerts bottled water is undoubtedly the safer option but in general Salzman says bottled and tap water are equal with regard to safety except that bottled water is less stringently regulated grant concurs tap and bottled water are monitored by different federal agencies and the oversight of bottled water is markedly uh, weaker the environmental protection agency regulates tap water under the safe drinking water act she says the act passed in 1974 to protect the public 
water supply, and it requires the EPA to monitor more than 90 contaminants in municipal tap water, including microorganisms, naturally occurring contaminants like arsenic, and some chemicals. Unless they're remiss in their regulatory obligations, as in Flint, most municipalities test their water daily, some much more often than that, and then correct for contaminants as needed. So we're just about out of time. I certainly hope you have enjoyed this show that I'm sharing this information that you will uh, consider this. Do your research and you will see. Um, get involved in your community. And um, we're going to have to con not conclude today, but I'm going to going to finish this uh, next week because I still have quite a bit more information that I need to share with you. So get out, get some fresh air and enjoy the day walk and uh, email me if you'd like to be a guest on my show, goldenvoicesunlimited at gmail.com, goldenvoicesunlimited at gmail.com. Visit my website, www.partnersininhealth.biz, www.partnersinhealth.biz. Until next Saturday, everyone. Stay healthy and business savvy. Ta-ta for now.